Oh, hey there. Can we please talk about UFC Fight Night? God only knows. It's headlined by Font versus Vera. I think it should be like Fight Night 207. I see... I think even the UFC are starting to lose track of the numbers at this point because, yeah, it's, it's mind-boggling. But either way, it's a fight night. It's on ESPN+. Plus. I believe it's also referred to as UFC on ESPN 35. Something like that. In any case, headlined by Rob Font versus Marlon Vera. That is a hell of a main event. And there are some very good fights on this card as well. So it's, uh, I'm going to be going through it placing some absolutely terrible bets and uh, seeing, you know, just breaking down the fighters, seeing what avenues they have available to them, seeing what I think is going to happen. And then what you should do is probably bet on the opposite because uh, the bets are, are pretty terrible. If all that sounds good, stay with me for the Burt Locker Fights in 15 for UFC Fight Night Font versus Vera. <laughs> So, going to start off in the middleweight division. Uh, Gerald Mearchart, uh, GM3, I think he's called, uh, something like that. Anyway, against Christoph Jotko. Now, this one's interesting. Uh, you've got Gerald Mearchart. He's coming in as a slight underdog here, I believe. Or is he? I don't know. I don't think he is. Either way, it's close on paper. This one, this one is going to be a close fight. Christoph Jotko... He had a lot of hype like going behind him when he first came in, but I don't know. It... His fights just seem a little bit uninspired for me. He's 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 very good. Don't get me wrong. He's he's sharp when he's on when he's on form. He's very good at kind of sniping people. He can just pick people off from a distance and, and kind of cruise to a decision. Are they the most inspiring performances in the world? No, no, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I don't I don't think they are. But he is good. Don't get me wrong. He he is very good. Uh, both like in terms of reach and size, the, the the reach is basically the same. They're both six foot one, and. I think that Mirchart, he's possibly often a little bit overlooked because people just remember that they put him against uh, Hamzat Chimaev and obviously Chimaev just flatlined him with one punch. But that's Hamzat Chimaev, do you know what I mean? He's a, he's a bit of a beast, in case you didn't know. Mirchart, he's a very good submission guy. Look, 26 of 24 wins have come by way of submission. That doesn't happen by accident. The guy is slick. He's very good at getting chokes as well. Guillotines, rear naked chokes. He is, he is kind of a choke specialist. He's got, he's got too many to count, honestly. And that's where I think you're getting some fairly decent value on here because you've got 4.33 on the submission for Gerald Mirchart. Now, I do think that if he gets this, if he wins this fight, I'm I'm not convinced he outpoints Jotko in a stand-up fight because Jotko is just—he's a very slick kickboxer. He's very good at timing and he's good at staying out of the way and just picking people off and doing enough just to get by on on the scorecards. However, if this goes down to the ground, I think Mirchat's got a really clear advantage, and I think that that is probably going to be his path of least resistance. And I always say this, look, most fighters are going to be looking for the path of least resistance, because that's the smart thing to do. You, know, you want to play to your strengths whilst playing away from your opponents. So I would I would see that Gerald Mirchat's probably... I don't, he's probably going to create some scrambles. I, 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 he's not really like a kind of a power double-leg kind of guy, but he's he is quite good at creating those scrambles, and he'll find a way to get it to the ground and, and possibly even if he does shoot for the takedown you could lure uh Jotko into kind of sprawling putting the head forward and leaves the neck exposed 
uh, possibly for a guillotine attempt, something that Mirchart is extremely good at. So I like the value there, and that's what I'm going for. I'm going Gerald Mirchart by submission. I think he's got like three submissions in a row at the moment. Uh, Jocko is a slight step up in competition, I think, from the guys that he fought after Hamzat Chimaev, but not a huge step up in competition, in all honesty, because, you know, Jocko's not beaten too many people, you know, that are kind of uh, massively noteworthy. So, yeah, yeah, so I just think that, yeah, when you've got 26 to 34 by submission and there, there's every chance, there's every chance he gets a submission there. But even so, that's a terrible bet. Watch, watch Christoph, if you want a safe bet, Christoph Jocko by decision. That's probably one of the safest bets on the card. But I like to roll the dice and I'm going to roll the dice on Gerald Mirchart to grab that neck and get one more submission on his record. And then you've got Andrei Olovsky. He's still fucking going. <laughs> Unbelievable. What, I mean, what even? I, I can't even, Andre. Like, I, I'm so happy he is still fighting, but fuck me. It's just, yeah, he, he's like, what, 33 and 20 now? So that's like, what, 53 fights? That's mental. That's absolutely mental. And he's still fighting in the UFC at a high level. Like, because Andre Olovsky, he is a gatekeeper now. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. He is the litmus test. He's the test that people need to pass. And Jake Collier, he's going to be... He's going to be tested. Make no mistake. Now, I quite like Collier for this fight. Because he is pretty good. Like, he, came, he, he started his career off at middleweight. But he decided that he just didn't want to... He didn't want to cut weight anymore. And he wanted to keep going uh, to heavyweight. And he is. He, he's retained some of that speed. He's retained some of that movement. I do think that Collier is going to have a speed advantage in this one. And as well as that, Collier's top game is pretty fucking slick. When, when Collier fought, fought Chase Sherman, I think it was. Let me just check my, my database here. So... Yeah, yeah, it was against Chase Sherman. Because Collier is not officially, he's not accredited in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu so far as I can see. But once he gets the fight to the ground, it, well, go back and watch the fight with Sherman. Once he got the fight to the ground, he just, he, he, he transitioned so effortlessly to the mount. And then just from there, he was just crushing. He just, he just did whatever he wanted to do. And I don't know if, it'll be as easy to get Olofsky out of there. But, you know what, Olofsky, you know, he got, he got submitted by, uh, by Tom Aspinall last time out. He's not immune to those submissions. I think if Collier, he, he stands enough to get the fight down to the ground, I feel like there's every chance he can find the submission because he, he is pretty good. Like I said, that top game, no joke. So when you see that Collier is 15, plus 15, 14 to 1 to get the submission. I'm like, yeah, I'm having a go on that all day. Because, uh, I mean, Olofsky's coming in as a slight favourite in this one. I just can't bet on Olofsky as a favourite. If Olofsky was coming in as an underdog, I might consider having a go. But I just don't think that Olofsky is dominant enough to kind of, to think that he's 100% going to beat anybody. And when you're looking at, like I said, Collier's style, and I think the path of least resistance again, uh, I think his speed is probably going to be a problem for Olofsky. And uh, I think he... If he can stand long enough to just kind of transition to a to a takedown, scramble, 
And once he once he's down on the ground, once he's in top position, like I said, it was frightening against Sherman. It was it was like a hot knife through butter. It really was. So if he can repeat that that fifty that fourteen to one on the submission is an absolutely terrible bet. But you know what? I've seen way stranger things happen than that. And then you've got Alexander Romanov versus Chase Sherman. Chase Sherman, who I just mentioned, who's uh, got had that loss to Jake Collier. Now, um, unfortunately, Sherman he's coming up against Alexander Romanov, and and as I said in my previous assessment of this one I think that actually if Romanov is 15 and 0 eight submissions six knockouts one decision he is ridiculously good now I don't I'm not going to say that Chase Sherman's got zero chance in this which is why the fact that he is 10 to 1 against right now 10 to 1 against just to get the win I think that's worth a couple of quid just because you know, I've seen way stranger shit happen than that. I mean, it, you know, they're heavyweights. When the leather flies, like, you know, shit can happen. But for my accumulator, for my actual bet, my actual pick, I don't think there is a much safer bet on this card than Romanov by knockout. Romanov by knockout, probably the safest bet on this card. And that is what I'm putting on my accumulator. Although I do wish uh, Sherman all the best. I, I love seeing an under, someone who's being that heavily kind of overlooked come good you know Sherman Sherman's not terrible like he really he, I, I can't feel bad for the guy he's he just um he just doesn't seem to be able to put it together sometimes and yeah Romanov is a killer it could be a it could be a mess that one it could be a mess it could be a very quick short mess is uh my assessment and then you've got the main event Rob Font versus Marlon Vera this is a really good fight actually because look Rob Font is really good. He stumbled a bit against Jose Aldo. Didn't seem to be able to kind of find the mark and ended up dropping that decision. Uh, but against Cody Garbrandt, he looked outstanding. He was so goddamn fast. He was just so fast. He was so quick on the on the draw, just in the, just in and out. Boxing range was fucking outstanding. But that's I think the problem here is whether it stays in boxing range or in kicking range because I think Marlon Vera is probably. He's probably going to have an advantage when it comes to kicking because you saw that kick that he did to Frank Yeager, sent him to the shadow realm, that front kick. But also, it's the leg kicks that, that Cheeto, he's very good with those leg kicks. I mean, Sean O'Malley knows about Cheeto's leg kicks. Do you know what I mean? It, it, like, that ended the fight, effectively. And yeah, he, he's, his leg kicks are excellent. They're an excellent range finder as well. They, they, he, and his front kicks to the body as well the uh, the oblique kicks he uses them really well to keep his range and keep the fight in kicking range which is where Marlon Vera is going to excel now this one is it's a tough one to pick because that on paper I think Rob Font is probably going to be slightly faster in boxing range and if it stays in boxing range there's every chance that Rob Font goes in and out and just kind of pieces Marlon Vera up however I don't think it stays in boxing range necessarily, not in not for the entire five rounds anyway. I think that there are going to be moments here where Marlon Vera is going to be able to take advantage. I think that Marlon Vera, I don't know why I'm saying this because I have no real kind of evidence to back it up. But in my head, I feel like Marlon Vera is probably the more powerful of the two. I feel like he's going to have more fight ending power than Rob Font. But I'm again, I base that on absolutely nothing. Which is uh, which is a bizarre thing to say, but you know, sometimes you just have a feeling when you look at the when you look at them too, and you look at and you look at their statures. Uh, I just feel like Vera's probably going to be the more uh, the more powerful, and also Vera does have a lot more submissions. He seems to be a little bit slicker on the ground if it if it is to go there, but I do see it playing out on the feet. So. It's a toss-up, really. Uh, you know, Rob Font is more than capable of winning this fight, but by the same token, Marlon Vera is also 
perfectly capable of winning this fight. Uh, so in that event, I usually go with the underdog and Marlon Vera is the underdog in this one. Now, one thing that I would say about Marlon Vera is that generally speaking, he is a finisher. Uh, eight, 15 of 18 wins are by way of finish, either a submission or a knockout. And you've got to remember that this one is five rounds, so he has an extra two rounds in which to get that finish. So for me, the double chance for Marlon Vera is 3.10. So you're getting better than even money on the double chance. That is a terrible bet, horrible. That is just terrible enough to stick onto my bet slip so I can bang that on my accumulator. So obviously the bets on their own are just not terrible enough for me because if I, I really want to make sure this shit doesn't see the light of day. So in order to do that, what I'm gonna do is put them all together on one accumulator. I like to call it my MMA Lotto scratch card because it's like having a scratch card, but you get to watch some people punch each other in the face in the process of, uh, of, of drawing out the numbers, if that makes sense. It's, uh, it's, it's just a fun way of doing it. And I'll do this for fun. Remember, always gamble within your means. I always keep the, the stakes very, very low. I keep the odds high, and that's why these bets are terrible. But it is betting purely for fun. And uh, yeah, so I'll, I'm going with Mirchart to get the submission. I'm going with Collier to get the submission. Going with Romanov to get the knockout. That's one of the safest bets on the card. Now watch it go the other way. And then I'm going with Marlon Vera, double chance, submission, knockout, TKO. Putting all those together on one fourfold accumulator, 423.15 to one. That is absolutely terrible. Don't touch that bet with a barge pole. Awful stuff. But either way, oh no, I'm looking forward to this, this event. It, like I said, especially that main event, they're two guys that, that are really at the top of their game and it's going to be a real fun one to watch. You get to see some of the classics like Mr. Andre Olovsky still, still making that walk to the octagon after all these years. It's going to be a really fun event. I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of it. I'm going to be recapping this on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. We'll see how these bets went. Most likely they all went into the toilet, but we'll find out until then. Keep those odds long and those bets terrible.